I'm eating like top quality lettuce. This is top shelf, top shelf lettuce. I think Dave's going to be super into this lettuce thing. I think he's going to love it. So it's the the lettuce eating podcast. The head of the class because it's lettuce. Uh, yeah, that was good. he gets it. I like that. he gets I like it that a lot. No, this this lettuce thing is going to take off. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode one of the Dinosaur Machines podcast. Yay! Yeah. This. this is actually happening. <laughs> yeah. That was our audience, our live I studio like, audience. Yeah, the one guy. I liked how Dan cheered, though, and then Dave was like, Murr. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. Let us I'm, not forget why we started this club. <laughs> <laughs> Which we do. We have to talk about that. Uh, we have we to talk have about to. everything. But I'm right. one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today... Two guys, they're nice. They're nice boys. If like you needed to get to the airport and you call them up, they're gonna be like, "Hey, I'll come pick you up." Dave did about... that for me once. Yeah, I, I do that. So it's true. <laughs> and they'll talk. It was to like you about... it was like almost one in the morning too. Yeah. Oh. It was, oh. All right. Let's <clears throat> not talk about that night. I forgot about that detail. But what's nice is, is he'll pick you up at the airport, but he'll tell you about video games as he's driving. And it's like, I think that was the first thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so, right. my two buds here, Dave Grimma, Dan Colonna. Gentlemen, how we doing? We're good? Hello. Oh, I'm good. I'm feeling fine. I how feel you like doing, our Dave? level of facial hair on all our screens right now is high. Yeah, you, uh, you're actually rarely your your least facial. <laughs> you like have the Dave, least amount of facial hair. That's I am sense. least, which is usually the opposite. Dave uh-huh. is blooming. He's taking it's like it a page away. of hair. Well, I'm home on paternity leave, and it's just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Is the baby okay? Yes. Is the daughter okay? Yes. All right. No one's done. Well, besides being the internet's number one beard podcast, Mm -hmm. this is also a game club podcast, not a book club. No. Don't even think about it. No books Mm -hmm. here. But what we like to do here is... The only text that's being read is on screen. (laughs) It's just scrolling through. (laughs) But now we're we we're all gamers. We've gamed for a very long time, as we're men entering our thirties. Yeah, and there's a lot of interesting games out there right now. So we thought it'd be fun, the three of us. Let's pick some interesting ones. Let's meet up every other week. Let's talk about them. Today's game, Oxen Free by Night School. We have reserved talking about it until now, and I think we're all billing and boiling to say something. I liked yeah. it. Ah, I'm gonna say. Ah. It. Uh, <laughs> but before we even get to that. Dan. Yes. Pretend, you know, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know what this game is. Is there yeah. any place you can find a short write-up? Oh, I, I, believe, I believe I can tell you off the top of my head or from a website called steampower.com. That works. So, Oxenfree is a supernatural thriller about a group of friends who unwittingly open a ghostly rift. You are Alex, and you've just brought your new stepbrother Jonas to an overnight island party gone horribly wrong. And that's the synopsis. And dot, dot, dot. I feel like the only way that would have been better is if some sort of celebrity read it in some co- sort of voice. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine. I'm really bad at accents, so I, I wouldn't be able to do that's anything okay. close to that. I it's, have to say that, like, I read the description of this game a long time ago, and I had totally forgotten that it was, like, supernatural and stuff. Ooh. So, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, it's like a coming-of-age tale. We're teenagers. We're... Having a night out for before graduation or for our senior year, you know, mm. I thought it was like, 
And then all this stuff started happening, and I was like, all right, someone's playing a trick on these kids. Yeah. What is this? But, um, actually, Dan, you're going to appreciate this. So I'm trying to think of, like, how to classify this game. Of course, if you're listening huh. to this and you haven't played Oxenfree, this is a spoilerful podcast. There will be yep. a lot of bombs dropped. Yeah, we're going to talk about, we're going to go soup to nuts on this game. What was that? This game? Soup to nuts? This game. Yeah. No, no, it's a phrase. It's it's a phrase? Like a phrase. Yeah. I can co-sign on that one. Soup to nuts is like the full package. Yeah. It sounds like the full package. I think of what else I would want. <laughs> like, what, my... what's, what, what comes between soup and nuts? Nothing. Yeah. Everything. Like on an you cover the whole spectrum. I'm confused. Where would you get soup and nuts in the same meal? Mm. Soup nuts. I don't get it. I'm, I'm confused. You know, anyway. those little wafer things that aren't neither soup nor nuts. But that's not even a meal, as Kenny Banyu would say from Seinfeld. Soup is not even a meal. But anyway, as we get okay. derailed. Um, it's been described as a walking simulator. I saw a new description, a light adventure. Mm. I like that instead of walking a light simulator. Adventure. It's not a walking simulator. No, it's, well, it's, it's kind of a walking simulator. Uh, yeah. I would classify it as... It's almost like a telltale because it's got the same people. Who well, here I, I'm, you know, I'm really a stickler for like certain terminology. Give us right? a, a and here's job. my problem. My problem would be that like simulator should be like should be reserved for when you're simulating something. Like right. if you play a flight simulator, it's because you're like, oh my god, I'm in a cockpit, I'm flying a plane. Right. So unless I feel like I've, I can't. This is just like walking. It shouldn't be called a walking simulator. <laughs> it's that's not how you walk? You don't just hit the, the arrow keys? No. You, oh, interesting. And anyway, I don't it, press space to jump. You know? to, there, Ga- games like Grand Theft Auto simulate flight, but that's not a flight simulator. Mm-hmm. That's not a game which we simulates the act of... We are finding ourselves in the weeds. We are getting lost. <laughs> I'm going to pull you both back. All right. Whatever this game is, either, there's kids who are walking, and they talk a lot, and you get to choose options. Yeah. Some light... How- super light puzzle things that are barely considered puzzles but really a conversation simulator eh? sure i okay. call it that well let's see what the what we can we can put a little cap on it the genre on steam is where is it it's not easily findable apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, oh oh here here's what is i hate reading these so it's indie it's an adventure game which i agree with story rich which i agree with as well and female protagonist which I don't even want to start down why that's. I feel even... like the term indie means nothing anymore. It means that you did it without. It a means independent. Publisher. That's all. Yeah. yeah, but it's like there was a publisher. It just wasn't one of the. Anyway, we're, we're well, yeah. no. Anyway, we are, I, we're yeah, off the so rails. It's an adventure bring game. Bring it back in. So, Dave, I'm gonna punt it to you first. Here it all comes. right. So you play as Alex, right? Who's like you know every, all the characters in the game are about senior year of high school that age, right? Mm-hmm. And like they're going out for this party on the on. Edwards Island, that's the name of it, right? On Edwards Island, which is something that's traditionally done by, like, kids who graduate from their high school, mm. right? So they're going out to do this thing that they've heard about. They're like, this is their this is their night. This is their story. They're going to play. And you know, it's you, Alex, um, your well, you, a childhood friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you as Alex, the female protagonist. Um, Ren, your childhood friend. Jonas, your new stepbrother nona who's the best friend of clarissa who used to date your now deceased brother michael Mm. um and and her best friend nona who ren has a crush on so and you get the you know 
you you build relationships with these people and and go through the trials and tribulations of dealing with hauntings and ghosts and whatnot. Yeah, well, there's a, and it gets very I, there were legitimate like mm-hmm. ah moments like I literally got spooked because it, it oh, so yeah. eases you in because it doesn't it's nice and cheery and mm-hmm. it's like nice teen humor and great yeah. dialogue, but then there are legitimate scary moments in this. Thing. Yeah. I mean, when does it? When does he start first getting serious with like the responses and stuff? Well, when... I, I, on that note, I wanted to ask you because how did everyone immediately? You can kind of start seeing you can craft the relationships as yeah. you kind of want them because you can kind of now. I think really the first thing that comes up is Jonas has that kind of heart to heart with you, and my uh, it was kind of... maybe if he had a heart to heart with you, I was like, we can talk later, Jonas. Oh, because I'm interested. Because it was like immediately I could start establishing what I think I want this relationship to be. And yeah. for me, it was kind of like a begrudging. I didn't see as Alex for whatever reason. I felt like okay, she's not going to be super thrilled that she has this new stepbrother, but she understands that he's kind of in the same position. They kind of mm. level with each other. That's what yeah. I really liked in that opening yeah. scene. Yeah. You were like whatever. <laughs> well, I, it wasn't even that. I was just kind of like reading the room, and like Ren was acting like it was making him uncomfortable that he wanted to talk to me privately Runs so i was like no we can all i was like trying to get us to be like a full team like yeah. we we could share with everyone mm. and yeah. he was I like oh forget it i didn't want ren to be on his own in that first scene that first thing i thought was this kid's gonna get killed if i let him go off i'm not gonna see him for another it's four like the hours daytime. <laughs> i didn't trust the game at that point i was like <laughs> right. well it said i'm gonna go up on this hill alone and i'm like the game is warning me i didn't want to let him go but that's so interesting i would have yeah. thought we were all on the same page with that all right mm-hmm. so, so you, then, wait, what did you do you made him leave you were like i was like ren i need a moment here yeah. with jonas so we're yeah. gonna talk right interesting. now all right mm-hmm. so then dave take us down so then you meet the others what was your kind the of initial feelings about all these other characters like, so you, you start talking to everyone. You don't really know, like, the history of the game. Like, you don't really know that your brother, your, you know, your brother died mm-hmm. at this point in time. And so, like, you're talking to them at the beach, and Clarissa is making you play, like, whatever, Truth or Dare. Truth or Slap. Uh, truth, truth or Slap. Or slap. Okay, and Truth or Slap. And there's an achievement for slapping Ren, and I did not do it. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're playing Truth or Slap, and she's trying to... And Clarissa's being a B, right? Mm-hmm. She's trying to get you to talk about how it's basically she blames you for the death of her her boyfriend, your brother, right? right. In a backwards you know? kind of way, yeah. you know. So it's a lot of hostility from the yeah. get go between those. And two. like that's like that's how like you find out as like the player, yeah. You know? And and that's when with, like I felt like things got real. I was like, oh, I gotta watch my back you with you. Ever feel like you got? <laughs> Like, there are the, as you go later on, there are other scenes with Michael, and you kind of mm-hmm. see the three of them together. Yeah. Did you ever get, like, there's, there was, I always thought, because I kind of felt the same way about Clarissa as you did, and mm-hmm. there was one line that Nona drops on me, but I don't know when, this is jumping ahead, but when you were in the tower with Ren and Jonas and Nona, and everyone's mm-hmm. fighting, and you have mm-hmm. to pick yeah. one person to go with you. I took Nona. I took Nona. Yeah, because you were I like, took you, Jonas. Didn't wanna, you, didn't <laughs> wanna, you didn't have want to... She's aside, right, Mark? I was just thinking I didn't want to encourage their fighting, but then Nona, she drops this line. It's like, ever since then, it's like she's got, like, this pebble in her shoe. Oh. And I just thought, that just kind of opened it up for me. That, okay, so, like, you know, Alex is very much affected by her brother's death, but so was Clarissa. So, like, yeah. the fact that she's so mean and aggressive towards Alex, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. it made me kind of see that entire relationship in a, in a different light. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to get her herself. So, yeah. 
there's all these things kind of popping up, and then you get the first kind of thing in that cave. Yeah, you open up whatever you want to call it, a wormhole. Uh-huh. And an entryway very... to this haunting. The, the ghosts separate you somehow. Hmm. Right? You guys, you and Jonas wake up in one place, you and uh, Ren somewhere else in another tent. Like, you're all in different communication bunkers. Mm-hmm. And, you can, and then you have a, a choice on who to go to first, right? You can go to Clarissa. Dan is had, I just an, had epiphany. an epiphany. Yeah, I just realized yeah. that that's where they wound up. Mm-hmm. Which leads to, well, they wound up in different communication towers, which yeah. are like entryways. So, oh, I, t- I d- did not even put that together. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, why are they on opposite ends? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they all, everyone winds up at a communication tower because of whatever. This is the way the ghosts are able to communicate. They're a bit, you know, this is how you open up that rift is through the radio, mm. you know. But, uh,. It's an interesting. And, it's an interesting game mechanic. We'll say that. And I like to use the word "ghost" in quotes. Yeah, because I think that is debatable, and then sure. we have to kind of get into all that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the game mechanics then. So you walk. You walk. I, you talk. I think the biggest thing was kind of the conversation, mm-hmm. and that you were really kind of. And I, I thought the timing of it was a little interesting. Like Dan, I don't know when you were like playing it when you had to kind of pick your responses. Did it feel natural? Did you feel rushed? I mean, I feel like it was a little different as compared to like a Telltale thing. I, I know, felt you, a little, a little bit of a combination. In the beginning of the game, I was consistently getting ahead of the dialogue, and that drove me crazy. So mm-hmm. I tried to slow it down a little bit, but then I noticed that the conversation bubbles go away if you mm-hmm. wait too long. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got into a rhythm now where where it's a little more. I wait, I let them fade away a little bit. I think I click. But, I, I noticed that you're talking about this game in, like, the present tense because you're still playing yeah. it. <laughs> Correct. So, um, viewer this is discretion. This is, this is the area of grievances for Dave. So, well, the thing that the, the best part about this is this is spoiler full, and I'm going to get the ending spoiled to me eventually. I already kind of heard something from Mark. Mm. Sounds like. You don't even lose. know, Dan. You don't even uh, know what's coming I don't on, even know, but I have to him. say that on that, the game has me hooked. And yeah. I've had a rough week, but I tried to beat it. I got. I think it sounds like 70% through of it. Yeah, you're mostly through. So, I can't think it's everything. Uh, I I bet. I really do. But but the game has a really good way of gripping you by putting you right in those conversations from the get-go. You're immediately involved in the game's story building. Immediately. And I think that, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, going to, like, the conversation bits, I kind of felt the same way like you, Dan. Like, I was rushing. Once I knew what I wanted to answer, I'd click it, but then I would interrupt the person. And at first, Uh. I thought this is kind of crummy. But then I realized that's kind of like a real conversation that yeah. you might know what you want to say, but you have to mm-hmm. wait for the person to stop saying what they're saying right. yeah. and not interrupt them. And I interrupt people all the time. I know this very well. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say like Can't for me, <laughs> I have a tendency to be too slow to and indecisive, so I'm more likely to be silent and like not yeah. respond. Ah, well, so you, that happened to you a lot. Yeah, it happens, like, let's say, um, a third of the time. Wow. Yeah, well, maybe that's maybe that's exaggerating, but it happens to me a lot. And also, it's, you know, they're always the same. It's like Mass Effect when you're like, yeah. you, you know, it says like this is a, a summary uh, of what you're a fragment say. of what you're gonna say, yeah. and like you you it sometimes the tone just doesn't read the right way, and then that you're like, oh, I didn't know I was start, gonna be sarcastic with that answer. The L.A. Noir syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're just yelling at the old lady. Oh, I'm yelling like, at you. <laughs> Why did you kill him? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I know what you're talking about, but like, I think the, the speech bubbles were like color coded somehow. They were, but I, I had no idea what out. those colors meant. Yeah, oh, I didn't figure I didn't, it out yet either. It was brown, green, and purple. Yeah, but I don't I know need... what what that meant. I wish like the game told you. On on the topic of misreading things, and this is so stupid. So, how, everyone play mouse and keyboard, or yeah, um, mouse and keyboard. So when I started playing, moving, I'm using the arrows, mm-hmm. and then I'm picking with the mouse, and I'm like, oh, so it's, to use items, you got to use space. The the radios shift. I'm like, how am I supposed to go across the keyboard like this? This is because because you can use both the arrows or the WASD. It took me a good. It was like mm-hmm. a little bit of a Grim Fandango moment. A little backstory. I didn't realize yeah. you could run in Grim Fandango until about halfway through the game. Oh, my God. It took me for a long time to get there. But then I was like, oh, Wazda. Okay. That feels much more natural. But that's interesting that you kind of, Dave, you, you skipped, like, questions. I don't think I missed. There was one thing I didn't have a say in it because I felt like I needed oh, yeah. to respond. Yeah. Did anyone get a sense of what the little face bubbles are? I, I like, assume that meant, like, Ren will remember this about Alex. Yeah. Or- you scored I mean, there's there's probably some sort of like underneath point system where a certain response like relationship will... points. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's I was thinking it's are tied into that, but I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But all right, so you're on this island. Things are getting crazy. I think mm-hmm. a big thing about the the story of this game is kind of the backstory of this island. Yeah, it's like lost. It feels like you know. Yeah, so. and it's kind of just this weird place. There is this this World War Two angle where there is. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. The, the SS Conaloa. Conaloa? Yeah. Sounds right. I wrote it, and it's definitely not the way I wrote it. <laughs> but, so there was a crew, and they were, a U.S. crew was the only submarine, mm-hmm. I, I forget the phrase, the only U.S. submarine to be sunk in their own waters? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can keep going. I read something on the wiki that I didn't read in the game that I was like, oh my god, it blew my mind. But Well, how many... Of the, because I think it, in terms of the back, so there's the anomalies and the letters yeah. from uh, Margaret Adler. I think I got six or seven anomalies and then just as many letters. I think. Oh, you got that many letters? I only got like three or four letters. But I, I was concerned that moving and uh, the screen and going from place to place was moving the time and not, uh, not just the story. Mm. Uh, I, I was worried, like, if I went from this base to this base looking for the anomalies and letters, like, you know, 2 and 3 a.m., we're going to progress. That you had, a, a, like, a limited time. Yeah. Huh. I never got that sense. I, never I got, got that sense when uh, I went. So, I went for Clarissa first. Same. Yeah. I went for Red first. Now, this is so weird. I assumed you guys were just doing the same on, thing. On that, I did it because when we played um, Murder, Mary, what was it? What's the game? Screw Mary Kill. Screw yeah. Mary Kill. They play that, and by default, I had kill for Clarissa, and I felt pretty upset because I was like, "Did I just?" I don't, think I, I don't think I answered, so it just oh. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they were like just staring just like, at her, I like staying. Maybe you can play the game. <laughs> just oh, sit there and drink. Geez. Well, anyway, so she got doomed in my eyes. So I was like, "I better go save her. I don't want her to die in this story." I, I felt bad because I was like, she's going through stuff too. Let me just be nice. So I went for her first. Um, that did not go well. I don't mm. think it's supposed to, but no, it didn't go well. Um, and then I wanted to go back to where she was when she disappeared mm. after all those events. And she wasn't there. But I had a concern. I was like, wow, if I find her and some other haunting happens, is this going to be 
Like, am I going to miss out on Nona? Like, is she going to get stuck in another rift? Like, I and thought it, something it's, happened. It's a, I'm glad you're bringing that up because it, it is interesting now that as you progress the story, the quote-unquote ghosts, who I don't think are really ghosts, mm-hmm. that she's the only character who's consistently kind of possessed by them. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but feel that kind of somehow subplay plays a role in her role with Michael. But before we yeah. even get there... I was like, almost thinking that maybe she had the least will to live because of losing her lover. Ooh, interesting. I so that she that was one. the easiest to possess. Because she's already kind of broken. As yeah. they're already broken. But, so before we even get to that, the, the one occurring thing is before we kind of get to the ending sequence and things like that, uh, uh, which plays a huge role in the ending, is these points of looping. Mm-hmm. Where the you're playing loops. the game. Yeah, you're t- the time loops. Where you're playing a game and suddenly the... You're keep being asked to repeat the same action until you get a certain thing right. Alex is the only one who is astutely kind of aware when these loops are happening. Yeah, astute, astutely, yes. But like after, like let's say something happens five times, like Jonas will be like, "Oh, we're repeating." Like, yeah, like he know. he like he could as the blanks kind of appear in his mind, he is starting to sense it. But yeah. Alex is first. But then before we even get to the ending, like that plays yeah. an interesting role. Yeah, yeah. In that. So, like, those things are happening, and it's kind of like, in those sequences, it's like you're, you're meant to do, like, the right thing that I want you to do by finding those, the certain type of music. And there's a lot, the sound in this game, not only the music, but just the ambient noise. Everything's creepy. Oh, my God. And it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, it's amazing. This is one of those games I'll probably get, like, the soundtrack for. Yeah, uh, there's there's like a handful like this will definitely be one. It'd be great to have like in the background. The song but, that you hear, sorry, to just jump in uh, during yeah, in Epiphany Fields, is uh, one of the coolest video game songs in a while. Which Noda um, doesn't know how to say at one point. She's like Epiphany. She does. I had a feeling they might have talked about it. And then it was actually funny because like really as creepy and dark as this game is there are there's so many no- moments like that like i remember when you i was going i found ren first and then i went for clarissa and walking through jonas is just like i need to pee like if this oh, needs yeah, to happen yeah, yeah. and he pees in the hallway and it's this tense scene and then the next part is that whole thing with like the chalkboard and the, oh yeah you're playing a game with you but there are just so uh. many these light moments where it never feels as dire as like i felt like the, almost like there was a few times where i felt like the characters are, were taking this a little bit lighter than i would have if i was mm. in this situation i would have freaked yeah. out oh my god i'm still but then it's out. almost because maybe it's because they've been here so many times yeah well uh-huh. uh, uh <laughs> where we got to there well, so um <laughs> so the backstory with with these these ghosts quote unquote from my understanding and correct me mm. if i'm wrong they're not dead they're trapped. What, they're trapped. What happened was, and I got some of this from the Adler letters, Margaret mm. Adler, the woman who owned the island, who was searching this with her friend Anna, who somehow got sucked into this mm. rift um, along with her, that there's something with this nuclear reactor that was different on the USS Kanaloa. Yeah. And whatever that was, when it exploded, it, it, it displaced all those people. Right, so they're not dead, and they're 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 being forced to relive this situation over and over and over again, and it's almost driving them insane. And it's kind of like possessing these kids is just almost kind of a sense of relief, and they're trying to kind of figure out. It's almost well, one of like, the first things they tell you is that they're looking for more time. So I don't know if they're looking for more time as like time to live in other people. 
Yes, you know because I mean? it's kind of like before, like there was that really interesting line. It's like, you know, you, you how many times you've like you've seen the universe end over and over and over again. It's like kind of like the sense. It's not a physical death, but it's kind of a, a death of mm. you know like a sense of reality. Like it's more mm. like interdimensional. Yeah. So like they're stuck, they're trying to get out, but but at the same time, there was another interesting line, and I still don't know really what to make of it. That towards the end sequence, when you're kind of being put in these situations, the the ghosts kind of give you this this ultimatum almost that they'll let you mm. go if they can keep Clarissa. Yeah, and you're put in that position. And Clarissa, that you said aptly, is kind of the B, and you might kind of sympathize with her with a little bit, but she is this one who, out of all the characters, you might find the most reason to kind of like okay this mm. is acceptable did yeah. anyone i know dan i don't think you got to that point if i get to that point i can tell you right now that i'm gonna have a hard time just straight up giving her up right dave did you for, give her up no absolutely not okay yeah for many like reasons save everyone yeah. yeah and that was that was my attitude always because it's like there's still no one, bit... i felt like no one has the right to take somebody else's life and i'll right and and i'll hum- go into hum- a humble brag <laughs> for a little bit I'll, I'll get into some of that also, but, like, uh, keep going, keep going. What were you going to say? Well, the fact that she gave them that ultimatum, and I, I did the same thing. I kind of denied it. And so then I got what it turns into. You know, there's all these moments with, like, Jonas and his mom. And that's actually maybe it's a good time to bring it up. Did you guys realize there was an online component? I didn't get it. Yes, I did. Because no. can I jump in real quick? Go ahead. Yeah. So when I got before the Clarissa part, and I think this – this is good that I waited in a sense. So before the Clarissa part, there's the mirror. Mm-hmm. I there's get three. To... There's a mirror. There's the lake. Okay. And there's one yeah. other part. The three, right. the three reflections. Yeah. I got to yeah. two of them. It's also another mirror in the in the in Edler's house. Right. So when I get to the first mirror, who do I see in the mirror? But your gamer tag, Mark. Mine. And your gamer tag told me to let Jonas speak to his mother when oh, the time came. So it's probably connected by our friend thing. I yeah. got chills because I was like, Mark. No, what's he doing there? Jonas's mom. Okay, Mark, I'll do that. Like I totally took it seriously. I had uh, I had an interesting thing that that also went along with that, where I started playing this game before the rest of you. Okay. Yeah, you were. First. I played that part, and it was a different username, but it didn't save, and I had to replay that part after Mark beat the game, and then it was Mark. And the oh. two people told me two different things there. The oh. first person was like, "Don't." It was like. Don't let Jonas talk to his mother. It's not good for him. But then Mark was like, you know, let Jonas yeah. talk to his mother when the time goes. Did you? Now, so that means you let him speak to his mother. Well, here's the thing. What I didn't get it at first, but because the names I got, one of them had like a, a number in it. And I was thinking, maybe that's a frequency I'm supposed to tie into. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get it. The other one were just, and because there are backwards, so it's not super easy to read, and it's not a super long scene. But then when it's your opportunity to go there, the first thing I thought was like, oh, I need to repeat what I heard. Mm, but no. then, and then I just kind of click him like, oh, this is going to be just like, I'm, those were other people telling me what to do. Right. Like, yeah. And then I was just, so then I kind of felt like what was right. Like that scene with Jonas, him talking to his mom, like kind of with her and Michael, it was kind of just this, that there's very much a need for closure. And actually mm-hmm. maybe this is a good time to talk about Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, I know you didn't, you didn't beat it. What did you tell Michael, Dave, in your playthrough? How was your attitude towards him? I told him to follow his heart to go, you know. And I, I did the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dan, there's an you, there's an opportunity you have, and I also gave him my blessing with Clarissa. Mm. Not like explicitly. I was like, do what you want, you know. 
Okay. Like, I, I didn't tell him to not be with Clarissa, which is well, an option. Is this the scene with the beach and Alex has brown hair? There's, like, three different mm. instances. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. Talk to Michael. And it's clear, like, it's, it's just, just for people possibly who are, like, what is this story? Like, Michael, her older brother, who, who dies from drowning because he and Alex go on this kind of last, like, fling. And it's interesting how her hair is brown and then very blue. Like, it's kind mm-hmm. of like this, this, but like she's almost like a different person. Mm-hmm. But they're super, super close. He starts dating Clarissa. I didn't think it was that serious, but then, like, he just, he's very much kind of seeming like he's just trying to figure things out. Like, he's the type of kid who everyone kind of thinks has it all figured out but doesn't. And he's mm-hmm. kind of seeking his sister's advice, and you can really kind of put in, like, kind of, you know, tell him, I think you should dump this girl. I think you should go to college. I think you should just yeah. go to her to New York or whatever they're going to. Yeah. And from there, like, that will then dramatically affect the ending, which kind of throws everything to a loop. Yeah. But... Let's just come out and say it, you know. Yeah. yeah so actually, so you get this end sequence where you you either can ditch Clarissa or you could, you know, stay with her. And like, Dave, did you get the opportunity where you threw out the name of the one of the crew members? Yeah, I told him. I re- reminded him of Francis, whatever it was. Was it Francis? That was my name. You there are several names that you can say depending on the other letters you find. Okay, because I got a different name. Okay. Calvin something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Calvin. So then that kind of gives them pause, and then whatever it seems like you've closed it, and everyone ends up back you on the You remind these ghosts of, like, their humanity, or not, or, you know, ghosts in quote. Ghosts in quote. You know, and then they, like, you know, and you can try and help them move on past this moment. Right. That's what you at least think. So yeah. So then you get onto the boat, and I got, and I'll ask you, Dave, like, You I wake got up the, on the ferry, yeah. You wake up on the ferry, and I got the super happy ending, where... Nona is getting together with Ren. They're super happy. Clarissa and I are kind of getting past her thing. She goes to college, becomes an English major. I'm like, ah, good luck finding a job. Um, (laughs) And then Jonas and I are kind of not like super tight, but we're we're comfortable with each other. And then I'm given that response of what am I going to do? And I said, I'm going to college. Did Uh you have kind of very similar? Um, Yeah, I accept me and Jonas aren't close. Oh, interesting. Apparently, Apparently she didn't I, give up the time of day. And, yeah. <laughs> me, I got a 16% uh, on that one. I was like, I thought I kept Jonas at a distance. And what's interesting is like for for Ren and Noah, there seems to be, it's like no, they're no. together or they're not together. That's two choices. And I got yeah. like the majority. I was like, okay. Clarissa, there's like seven yeah. different possibilities. And it's a pie chart at the end. Yeah. So I was in the big red one, but then there's all these little slivers. I think I was in the big one, too. The, me and Clarissa were okay. But then with Jonas, there's a few, there's only like four or five, but they were a little yeah. more widespread. Because you can have kept them at a distance. You can be like, okay, or you can become like true brother and sister. And then there's another one, obviously, where he's replaced with Michael because you can save him. Oh, wow. Could somehow you, pull him out of the void if you're still... Yeah. But see, even like if you take it at that point as these are ghosts and you're pulling him out of death. So now suddenly you will swap Michael back with Jonas. He's the real brother you always wanted. You're not going to take Jonas. You want Michael back. Mm -hmm. You know, you, so, but in order to save Michael, you kind of have to convince him to not, to go against his own will. Right. You know, he's, he's indicating to you that he wants to try and go out on his own, go out to New York. Like, Get engaged to Clarissa. If you tell him that you should stay here and go to school here, and you tell him, like, maybe break it off with Clarissa, then he survives. 
Which, you know, it's like, then when I first thought of that, like, as I saw kind of the slivers, it, it, and I was, like, thinking about that, I was like, okay, so, you know, why would you want to do that? I guess that's kind of cool if that's what you want. Like, it's alternate game ending. And I, when... But isn't it, isn't it selfish of Alex to... Oh, absolutely. And to, I think, like, I think not to... Yeah. To humble brag. I think my playthrough was the ultimate ideal playthrough where there is this kid looking for acceptance who's in the same position as me. I accept him. Mm. My brother, who I desperately love, but he died, and I need to make the hard decision mm. of letting him go. Yeah. You know, my my goofy friend and this girl that he likes, and I'm glad, that's one of the reasons I was glad I brought mm. Nona because I felt like I didn't know her. And just from that yeah. walk conversation, I felt like I got a good sense of her. Yeah, I'm same. glad they're together. Clarissa, although I have the reasons to think she's a B and not like her, we kind of made amends. I was like, this is the perfect ending. And I had a very, I was like, I like this game as as that ending happened. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I wish I did was actually let Jonas get close because, you know, but it just didn't happen. It didn't happen naturally. Well, you're just not as nice guy as I am. Step siblings don't always get along. (laughs) What can I say? I I might be on the path of outing Nona by accident. And that's, um, maybe I'll try to fix that on the way through the story but i have had the least to do with her yeah she doesn't have that uh, many opportunities to really yeah to shine or anything but that's fine even even if you haven't like the the, uh the opportunity to get them together and give them a happy ending is is always there i think i mean leaving them alone in a communications tower on a dark and scary night should be enough to make them cuddle right Uh, i definitely be it could be Need lots yeah, of cuddling. <laughs> but hey, so like, so, I, I liked this game. I thought it was really a solid mm-hmm. game. And then that last five seconds happened. And then it was one of those moments that there's only been a few in my... I've been gaming for, what, 25 years at this You're point? You're a seasoned old man at this point. Here's what I did, ready? I Go was standing. I was sitting at my desk. I have my hands put on my, my desk. And I push it back. And I roll backwards. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because what happens in the last five seconds, Dan, is you find yourself in a loop. And she stops uh, mid-sentence. And she starts talking about, oh, we're meeting on, I got to get going. We're meeting on the boat to go to Edwards Island again. Yeah. And I, at first I was like, well, that kind of stinks. And then I said. Yeah, like, for I a thought, second you're like, oh, so they're. They're going to make it a thing. They're going to go back to Edwards Island. Then you realize it's the beginning of the game again. It's the beginning of the game again. And I just sat and I thought about it for a good day or two. Mm. And it totally changes. You know, like when you have, you know, there's so many games that does the multiple, like the telltale stuff. And like, oh, there's there's so many games that do like alternate routes and there's multiple endings. And your motivation to go back and play them is to see all the endings. Mm. Awesome. This is, and this maybe is not the first game to do it, but it's the first to kind of make it me sense of, like, this put a narrative sense of, it, it kind of reminded me a lot of about, um, Dan, you didn't play Bioshock Infinite, did you? You know, that came up today for this exact reason. And I'm disappointed in both of you, because it's well, an amazing but, game. Because so, in Bioshock <laughs> Infinite, I, as far as I know, I'm, I think you're going, it's like, you're trying to right your wrongs. Right. And what right. turns it to is kind of this, multi, like, with time travel, multiple timelines, and you're kind of getting flipping between them. And it's this kind of sense you're trying to end it, everything. And it's just, it, there's so many beautiful moments that I can go on for an hour about why I don't understand why people poo-poo that game as much. I understand it has, like, you know, oh, I'm sh- it's very, very serious, but I can find this dead body and pull a pineapple out of him for to eat. Like, I get that. That's kind of <laughs> weird. But... This is one of the games that kind of taking that idea that 
it's this idea now you're going like let's say so you finish that playthrough and you realize you're stuck in the loop now you want to go back because there is this idea i need to find a way out of the loop how do i do that i need to make decisions that are different mm-hmm. and the quote-unquote ghosts these interdimensional beings they kind of almost point to that it's like We've been through this so many times. There's so many things, and it's almost you like know, now you know all the rules, Alex. I was like, "What? I don't know all the rules." What the no, hell? No, are you they say about? that point. It's like we need to explain all the rules to you, and it's kind of sense. It's like, well, maybe there is a combination of things. Maybe I have to get rid of Jonas, or maybe Ren and Nona don't have. They need to not be together. It's like Groundhog Day. It is like Groundhog Day. You're trying to find what can I make different that's going to stop this loop. Mm-hmm. And from everything I checked afterwards, I there is. There isn't an ending that yeah. ends the loop. It's a constant thing. So really, as these these sailors were stuck in this kind of alternate dimension, Alex and her friends are also kind of caught there. And there is kind of no escape from them. Yeah. And you can look at it as, as a happy ending where this is one possible timeline. Mm-hmm. And then every time it repeats, you're just creating new timelines. Well, I was going to say, are, is Alex and her friends stuck in that time loop? Or, or is Alex stuck in a time loop? Right. Mm. Alex is, is the most aware they, they of just, all the loops. They just told you that, you know, Alex, like, they tell you what happens with Jonas, what happens with Clarissa. And then when you go and talk about yourself is when the loop happens. That's a great point. I didn't actually think about that. That it is maybe her. And which kind of is, it's cool because Alex is Especially really... since you didn't choose to abandon Clarissa. You stayed there with them. I did. And... I think, what were the options? You go to college, you stay remember. around home, whatever. But when I was thinking... Oh, like, yes. Yeah, I took some time off. That's what whatever, I did. Yeah, That's like, what I chose. And I'm curious to hear just kind of her, her audio of those. But, like, it's interesting that, like, when those loops happen in the game, Alex is kind of the most aware of it. But even she kind of succumbs to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the looping. And what's kind of funny is who's the only person who's aware of all the loops? Yourself. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's not a really a fourth wall break, but it is kind of the interesting thing where you are the only one now who's kind of full, like almost as if you are the character playing that thing. You're the only one who's fully aware of the loops. Yeah. And, right. and it's like layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that actually brings me to a point that this game, I got to that actually a lot sooner than I maybe should have because I realized this game is trying to break the fourth wall pretty much the whole time. Because you're in control of all the time travel stuff, you fix it with Alex. You're you're as in it as Alex is, so they mm. use her to break the fourth wall a lot. Mm. And I, I think mean, that's. Good. I think it's interesting that you guys sometimes you guys talk about something breaking the fourth wall, but I'm like, aren't you just really dis- describing immersive gameplay? Well, well I, mm. the, the the game sort of when a game has a, a reference to the fact that it's a game and it shows you, hey, look, I know I'm a game. I'm here telling you that I'm a game. That mm-hmm. to me is like a, how a game can break the fourth wall. You yeah, know, like, like I I agree with Dan. Like like when I think of like immersive gameplay, I think like like PT was super immersive. Like Bioshock super uh, immersive. I just like thought of a PT screenshot. And now I'm not going to sleep. Well, I'm just thinking like even like <laughs> PT. Like I I wrote down PT because it, like if Alex is really stuck in this loop, yeah, like that is the scariest concept. Like what's death is scary, but what's scarier is infinity. Right. And that's what I loved about PT. Like, it is, there is no escape from this hallway. It's, it's constant. It's over. It's yeah. over. It's over. And when you think about that over eternity, like, there is no it's escape. Like the, you know, that's what's, what's funny is, like, I had, even as a kid, I was creeped out by that when, uh, in Mario 64, when you hit the infinite staircase. <laughs> yeah. 
There's an infinite staircase that if you don't have enough stars, it just never ends. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You, you can, like there, I remember, yeah. like, rubber banding. Like, I was like, I can get up this staircase. And, like, rubber banded my <laughs> controller. And then, like, walked away for ten minutes and came back, saw... I turned around and you, you haven't made any progress. And I was like, what? what? This is, is like the this? first time I've ever experienced something like that in a video game. Yeah, and it's scary. So, like, when I think about, like, the fourth wall, like, like Dan said, I think you phrased it perfectly. It's this idea that there is this moment where, like, kind of like Undertale, mm-hmm. one yeah. of the lost episodes of this podcast and maybe we'll yeah. release in ten years, that <laughs> when a game is aware that it is a game and it will use that to, to, to its advantage to yeah. kind of make you feel like... Not only are you the person playing the game, but you have a role in it that it yeah. is aware that you're doing. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool about this game. Um, so kind of just taking it as a whole, I feel like it, this is something I've been thinking. Like I took a shower like a half hour ago and I was not a half hour or whatever. We started before with this podcast, like just <laughs> thinking about this one question. There's something about youth that's being said about this game. And I think is now we're all 30 year old men that our, our youth is, we're at that point where we can kind of see it now is behind us as opposed to ahead of us. There is something about like when I was thinking about just being young and this idea of what life is and kind of deal with these questions and relationships and things like that. Like there's always this kind of sense that you, you know, how many times have we all kind of thought it's like, I would love to have gone back in this situation, and make a different choice or mm-hmm. said something different how that would have affected yeah. me in my relationships and mm-hmm. you kind of realize that while it's a fun topic like here's it always idea it doesn't really go anywhere yeah that that the life is what it is and we'll play it always it is and things kind of just have a balance to them and i feel like maybe this is me just kind of reading into these characters but i kind of felt like as i was learning about these characters and their relationships and then being put in this position where you can kind of change their relationships and that it repeats. It's kind of mm-hmm. this, like, this this feeling that you have. You feel like you have so much power when you're a kid, but at the same time, you don't about what life is going to do to you. And as mm-hmm. much as you feel like your choices matter, and they do, but they don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I this thought, I well, like I find a way to articulate this, but I'm struggling. So like I'm going through my head now that I know a little more about the ending of the game, and there seems to be a few finite decisions you make that mm-hmm. dictate your outcome right mm-hmm. so but yet, re- does it, but yet it doesn't matter well so all right so mm. hold on so now michael you can choose to pull him out of the ether which the island brings you to if you die there or mm. something i have to learn that but michael mm. seems to be stuck in there as well so you get him out now what would be a greater tragedy to lose your brother but to lose him again a second time like that would make me not bring him out so like mm. i have this not a belief that about fate but like that would be the thought that goes through my head, right? So, like, to have that power is almost too much because then you could always suffer a greater consequence afterwards anyway. So mm-hmm. that power over fate and time, is it's it's that's a big role, I think, in this whole game's build. Like, like you know, maybe they have to go through this loop that gets created by the nuclear reactor. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other fate for them. Even if you get them out, they're going to be stuck in another loop with you. Or something like, who knows? That's who knows. <laughs> oh. so, I was gonna say this is what I was thinking about. Like before, I was to say the thing that blew my mind that I read on the wiki that I didn't, exp- I didn't learn in game, was that um, Maggie Adler, Margaret Adler, yeah, like had enlisted in the the army and was like stationed at that island before like her family bought the island. Mm-hmm. And she was 
an engineering expert, like, and she worked in the communications tower or whatever, and there was a weird call, like a weird signal that got bleeped up, and it was the USS Kanaloa. And she put in the call to, to you know, scout what it is and, you know, possibly fire on it. Mm. She's she she blames oh, herself. Oh, I didn't get that part of the story. For the deaths, quote, quote unquote, unquote, of the the members of the USS Kanaloa of the eighty five crewmen of the and women eighty five crewmen and twelve officers. Um, no civilians. Huh. Those 12 civilians, there are 12 anomalies on the uh, island. This is Dave's game. Dave would love this game. <laughs> there it is. You know? <laughs> There's a little nugget. You know what's cool? And like, just, wait, wait. Oh, the gets more. Yeah, if you see? put together the anomalies, it makes a phone number. Like the, the, There's three non-number related anomalies. You take the not, like the Ten, oh, so there's, there's two non-number related anomalies. So you eliminate those two and you structure them from one to ten. You get that ten-digit number. You can call it, which I did. You know, on your phone. <laughs> yeah, on my real life. Phone. Oh no! <laughs> you know, it goes to like this uh, Google Voice connection. Okay. And then like music from the game eventually plays back at you. Now it asks you for what your name is, and I just said Dave. I don't know if you if it does any voice recognition for if you say like Maggie or Alex or Anna like any of these you know important characters because like people have said like you know testing it out because it can't be just music you know right right well on that note because I I read that too there is this there is a big meta game that's slowly mm. kind of unfolding about this game now. Where there are radio stations you could tune into that are Morse code. Oh, I'm getting yeah. chills. And people are, are decoding messages that are from yeah. Anna stuck in the Anna Maddie's uh, Maggie's friend, or possibly ex lover, or ex lover, or the yeah. way you look at it. But there's also a like a um, like a like a GPS kind of location thing that's slowly being un- unraveled. That oh. there is something buried somewhere on this planet mm-hmm. that is related to this story. That people are trying to figure out that is including with the the phone calls, like the phone calls that you were saying. People mm-hmm. are saying that the music that they're paying is actually there. If you can try to record the Morse code portions of the songs that are in there, that help you kind of figure this out. Like it, mm-hmm. it is still kind of unfolding, but this is such a cool, mm-hmm. like, what, what what can compete with this? That it, yeah. that you really like. There's we just kind of talked about. There's the very superficial story of what the happens, and then what's the implications of the thing. And then all these kind of things with the the signals, and now we're taking it to the real world that we talk about breaking the fourth wall. This is this is crushing the fourth yeah. wall right now. Yeah. <laughs> and why is the game called Oxenfree? Um, well, I just passed a scene where a Clarissa, uh, she possessedly says "Ali Ali Oxenfree." So, well, that goes to the. I it. looked I looked up the saying because I remember Ali Ali yeah. Oxenfree. I was like, I don't know yeah. what that means though. It's from it's the game. Wikipedia. It is the, when you're playing something like um, like hide and seek. Yeah, that's like you guys can come out, you don't lose. Right? Yeah, it's you, now is the time you're allowed to reveal yourself, and that's kind of what this game is. It's 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 these characters having to re- like these these quote unquote interdimensional beings, ghosts, and Alex. They're mm. they're revealing themselves of what they really want and what they really feel. But in the end, again, it's it's just a game. Does it really matter? Because mm-hmm. it's a game, or is it yeah. just because it's looping? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, 
I don't know. Before we kind of just we'll start wrapping it up. Any final kind of feelings or points or things we want to say? Well, I just wonder if the game loops for you in the end if you if you let them keep Clarissa. Uh, from everything I've read, there's no ending that doesn't loop. Okay, so and that's see. what's interesting that the fact that she's kind of going through this, trying to find what is the right combination, but then there's that one line again. It kind of sticks in my head. It's like we haven't told you all the rules yet, and I just keep wondering if there's something that's going to be uncovered that will give an implication about what the truth is, rather than something you can mechanically do in the game. She, you said that, but like Clarissa at the when she's Clarissa's possessed at the end of the game, she 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 told me that you know all the rules. At that point, yeah, she they told me something along the lines of. I feel yeah. like it says you don't. We haven't told you all the rules. Okay, well. I don't, want, I don't want. I don't want to get stuck on that just because it, it might be incorrect. You know, well, we, we're going to look it up afterwards. Yeah. but I don't know. Final thoughts, Dan. Any so, part of the, your thoughts? Yeah, the fourth wall thing has me because I've been really mm, bored of games that are like, "Look at me, I'm a video game. Check me out." Like, I don't. It's like and we're not excited. But you're not. You're not fully invested or excited about the division when it comes out, which is come like, on, we're gonna play wait, the division. Wait, it's wait. Gonna be terrible, but good. No, 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 no. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. No, because no, like, you're saying like you're not really excited about video games. I'm not excited about. No, I'm not excited about negative games. games. That's why we started this in the first place. But. I'm not excited <laughs> about video games that are trying to touch me as a person by simply being a game and telling me, "Hi, I'm a game." I'm like, I know you're a game, but this game. Smartly okay. gets to me. It smartly oh. comes out and reaches its hand, puts it on my shoulder, and it says, "I'm right here." But oh, you're going to keep the writing playing. Is so good. The writing is so good. The sound direction is amazing. I think this game is great. I love the layers, and yeah, um, I, I, I really want to beat it. You guys actually haven't ruined anything for me because I still think there's a fair amount mm-hmm. of mystery. Thank you for mm-hmm. trying to keep it that way. It's not the um, ending; it's the journey, baby. Oh my yeah. god! And, and that's s- what I think of every. That's why I. I am that person who like I don't care if you if I haven't seen the movie you can tell me what happens because I always feel like this the experience is the story being told. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you can tell me all the plot points it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be amazed by what the director and what right. the writing was. Right. Mm. So, you know. just to to wrap it up that that this journey is very cool. The, the it's so scary, it's so creepy and I've been upset by games like this before but not in a way that makes me want to keep doing it. Usually I'm like, this is making me feel uncomfortable. I'm going to leave. But it makes me feel uncomfortable, and I like it. Yeah. So, play Dave, it. final thoughts. It's a fantastic game. You know? <laughs> he says humbly. <laughs> no, it was, a really, it was really good. And um, I'm curious to see if, uh, because I finished the game now, and I got to do my part where I got to set my reflections... Mm. If if Dan will run into mine now, I'm going to probably hit your third marks. one. I, I would hope. think because if it's connected to your friends list. Well, I don't know who the one in the water was. So I mean, I know it wasn't either of you guys. I saw a so name, I don't know who but I was. couldn't. Oh, make for it me, out. it was Magro Crag for all three. How did you settle the water? Hmm? How did you settle the water? They settled. What do you mean water? settle the water? The water is Ripley, and when I looked into it, I did not. I couldn't read the name because it was Ripley. Just oh, it's, me. it's just easy to read. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was it in a loop. Mean. I was in a loop when I read it, and the loop has all those distortions, and I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Idiot. Well, all right, well. <laughs> when you see something like Magro Craig, like when you see your friend's username, it's just easy to read. You know, like yeah. it's, a, it's a thing you recognize. 
Right. Well, there's only you know, one Magro character. When I saw your name, man, I was like, <laughs> Mark? I got Mark's so. In the game? Oh, what are you doing here, man? No. There you go. I was sticking in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like. I don't know. When I, I remember this game getting a lot of really great buzz when it was coming out. And then mm-hmm. when the initial waves of reviews were coming on, people were like, uh, you know, it, it's it's good, but it's not amazing. And like, do I think this is like a seminal game, like a Last of Us or something? No. But I think. It does so many, like, the gameplay of it, wise, it is kind of just that very walking around conversation thing. And then that's really, th- there's so many people who that's what they need for in a, in a really, really great game. It's not here, and I can't take that away for those people who have those complaints. Um, you know, the things with, like, finding the things in the radio, like, there's no real puzzles that are difficult. It's kind of just things that take your time. But kind of going off what you guys thought of like i will always think of this game and when it comes out like we've all played it on pc no dan you have an xbox i always kind of forgot dan yeah i don't have you, an xbox. you had a 360 you came i, I had a 360 and then i got a ps3 and now i have not gone back there you go so then like even ps4 you mean yeah right right like i know when it comes out on ps4 i'm probably gonna rebuy it and play it again because i i really think like from all the things you guys said this is very wait out of curiosity Will you platinum it when it comes out on PS4? I doubt it's going to have a platinum because if you if you have if you get all the trophies, you'll have to do like the unspeakable. You'll have to like give up Clarissa. You'll have to lose all your friends because those are half the trophies. Well, that's in those endings. Sometimes for trophies, you have to make tough decisions. That's what. What else can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I think this this story. When you talk about really interesting stories, like this, I don't know how you don't bring this game up. And I understand, like, people, like, gameplay-wise, it is a little, there's nothing there much there. But this this is a great game. This is a must-play game. Yeah. If you haven't played it, and you're, I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't played it, but if you you should buy it. It's a good game. Support these guys. Yeah. That's cool. a great experience. Yep. You should do it. I mean, I intend on doing it again. I want to <laughs> see what it's like to be close to Jonas. You know? Yeah, and how that changes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, go buy it. All right. Yep, definitely. All right, so that was our oxen-free segment. Um, before we kind of wrap up for the night with some other things we like to talk about, we're all, we we play video games. So, what is everyone playing right now? Uh, Dan, let's start with you. What, what are you playing right now? I have been playing Fallout 4. It oh. made its way back into my life because, so very, I'm going to say this, superficially speaking, there was a graphic update for the PS4 that apparently makes it look like the PC on high. The um, the draw distance got increased, right? That and some of the textures. And it's actually kind of funny because I remember when I played it, I was like, this looks like Fallout 3. And it's true. That I guess yeah. they needed to do a graphical update. Now it looks like a new game. And now it kind of makes me... And it also runs a little better except for the fact that it crashes. So Fallout and Animal Crossing on, on the your... DS. On the DS. Yes. So um, to all my relationshiped up people, if you have a girl or boyfriend, you should play Animal Crossing with them because it's a lot of fun to do that. What do you, like, share nuts and stuff? Oh, we share... <laughs> we share nuts. No, I... Um, I'm serious. Like, I know, no, like, I know, I know you're serious, <laughs> but it's like one of those... No, we, I, I literally have been buying her gifts, and I'm like, yo, I got you something, and then we'll make a snowman. It's fun. It's a fun game to play with your, your girl or boyfriend, I imagine. Sounds fun. Yeah. I don't think Molly would appreciate playing out. So that's so. those are my two games. Uh, oh. I'm gonna kick it over to you, Dave. Oh, all right. I mean, uh, 
let's see. I mean, I was playing Oxenfree, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, um, Mark, you're gonna be disappointed. Oh boy, you're gonna be disappointed because like, <laughs> I I I stopped playing Fallout Four for a little bit now. The only thing that can make this worse right now is you've stopped playing Fallout Four to play Destiny, and well, I'm like so in love with Destiny right oh! now. So <laughs> last night, Dave and I might have had a bit of a rendezvous on a new kind of multiplayer match yeah. type, and things are looking pretty good for us. Yeah, I'm great. I'm glad you guys are happy. Yeah. I think we're yeah. gonna work it out. Yeah, I, I still actually, there's still like the game is still way worse than I feel it was in year one. But um, well, they haven't kept up with it. It's just yeah, kind of... it's fallen off a bit. And but the, the, at least the multiplayer has been good. Like I really enjoyed doing the uh, the doubles, double elimination during the Valentine's Day week. Mm. And um, and now uh, Inferno is like PvP with uh with no radar and no heavy. And it, I'm like, I'm all about it. Mm. I don't know. Radar's just... a clutch. Mm-hmm. It's a crutch. Not a clutch. <laughs> you don't like pop it, you know. Pop Big it. difference of you opinion pop the there. Clutch and get it on the crutch. Yeah. I just can't. I can't go back. You know, it's. A, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like a bad game. It's not. Mm-hmm. I just. I can't devote. Like I feel like to really make strides in the game, that you got to play it. And it's like you either play Destiny or you don't play Destiny. Uh, yeah. And it's just like I can't. There's too many things I want to play to kind of saddle myself like that. And it's. And trust me, when you guys talk about it, you're like, oh, we're going to do this. I'm like, that sounds cool. I would want to be involved. I totally want to – it definitely makes me want to do that Trials of Osiris again. I definitely want to do triple – you know, the three of us – yeah, you got like Elimination. Beanless or somebody. Beanless is way better. Beanless hasn't played in forever. Yeah, no, Good. We'll move on. <laughs> and they see 2017, Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. So, that made Jen cry when she found that out the other day. She I mean, like, it's going <laughs> to keep coming on forever. I don't know why they wouldn't keep milking yeah. that cow. People like it. It's a good, solid game, but I don't know. I just can't do it. No. You're not playing Fallout. Guys, it's so good. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm honestly not that into it. You guys disappoint me. Oh, well. Okay. well. I'm sure I'll get back into it but eventually, but right now I'm just, I don't really care. And you should probably try to sleep whenever you get free time. Yeah, <laughs> and then is the Fallout just winds up having like really long game sessions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's was my with, problem with it too. Yeah. yeah, like I can, I can always play Destiny for whatever mm-hmm. ten minutes, two hours doesn't right. matter. Either way, it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. You do know what you're getting. Yeah, it's very true. All right, what, what, what have you been playing, Mark? Um, I've only I've only been playing one game. Besides Oxo Free. I know you guys are both floored. I didn't finish four games. Since My jaw is on the floor. Um, but I've been playing this War of Mine on PS4. I oh. Dave, you bought it for me like a year ago. Yeah. And it's... I don't know. There's probably nothing different about it. I just feel like, for whatever reason, I, it's a strategy game. It's kind of like a base building game where you have, two, you have this... You know, you're in this house or broken down apartment building or factory or whatever it is, and you're you're playing your, some Eastern Bloc country that's in the middle of a war. And instead of being a soldier fighting this war, you're just a civilian trying to survive. So it's like a base building strategy game where these civilians, you have to kind of get food, get supplies, and you're kind of building your base during the day. Then at night, you could send one person to scavenge, and the other people can guard or fall asleep. So you have to manage who needs to be fed, who needs to sleep. What things are you building? 
And when I played it on PC, I feel like I just really struggled with it. Um, you're constantly bombarded with these decisions of, and they kind of set you up in the beginning. There's this house that's filled with these old people. There's two, not filled with old people. <laughs> just this old <laughs> couple. Like you open scary, them. There's all these old people. They're falling <laughs> out of the windows. But you can go in there and steal all their medical supplies, all their food, and they're not going to really be able to defend themselves because they're old and they're scared of you. But you're then, just too old. You're too old. You're done with this old man. But there's then there's a psychological aspect to all your characters where if they do bad things and they're not a bad person, they then get depressed. And then you have to manage that. And what if you are a bad person? Is that a, that, are they just chill with it? They're chill with it, but then the other people in the house get upset with you. Uh. And then they might get into fights. And then you have people who get wounded. And I don't know, for whatever reason, like, I played on for, like, a couple hours on the PC, like, a year ago. And I was like, okay, this is pretty decent. I don't know how I feel about it. But if, for whatever reason, it's probably because there's trophies involved. Like, I've really sunk my teeth into it. And now I, I, I'm one trophy away from platinuming it. And there, it has the expansion pack with it where there's children, so you can teach the kids things, but then, the, you know, they get depressed easily, and you have to get them toys. And it's just a really interesting game in terms of giving a perspective that normally you wouldn't think of. Like, you think a war game, you would think of you're fighting in the war, but this is just people, like, it's a real story. And, like, even, like... To survive in the war. Yeah, yeah and it kind of does, like, that Baldur's Gate thing at the end where you have, like, these characters that are in your house, and there's a bunch of them. You don't use them all every time you play. And it tells you what happens to them after the war if they survive. And some of them are like, oh, good. Some of them are really dark still. And it, it's just interesting. And I think it's an interesting game. War so. has changed you. War, war war, never changes. That's a fallout thing. You guys want to know about it. It's also it's another good solid thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pish posh, good sir. I would ask you I, not I'm to just, be smirched the name. Hmm. Yeah, right. Well, that, that makes me kind of interested, actually, because I... I uh, I oftentimes hope that Steam games that get a lot of noise come to the Vita, specifically the Vita. Still waiting on that Papers, Please port. Oh, man. Still waiting on it. Still waiting on that PPP. The triple P? The Papers, Please port. The P-Cubed. That's right. I should should go find the the developer to be like, P-Cubed, where it at? Where? Like, huh? Um, All right. Final thing before we go. We have a final segment. We, we like games. We've been playing games for a while. And sometimes we like to put each other to the test. We spent about five seconds coming up with a name. For some reason, it came out Trivial Tastemaker. Mm. So one of us is going to have a question. I mean, alliteration. What else do you need? Alliteration. <laughs> trivia. But is it important in the end? No, it's trivial. And Tastemaker, people look to what you feel. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. I don't know. It's really not that good. We'll I've learned. I've learned to not care about the <laughs> definitions of what we come up with on this show in a good That's way. That's the things you know? we just spew out of our mouths. Anyway. That's right. So, so the idea behind the segment: one of us is going to present the others with a question that attests their video game IQ that you can play along with, and the winner will be awarded some sort of point, and eventually those points will mean something in terms of who's better than who. Okay, so this week I have the uh, the honor, the privilege of asking you guys questions. In this case, I do have three questions, um, uh, but there will be one winner, right? There it's will like be one winner. Um, if we have to do a tiebreaker, I hope that doesn't come to. I don't think it's going to come to that because there like are actually. Are gonna be it's, it, will you accept a bribe for? for uh... <laughs> I do love money. 
Marty. So, so does my friend Chris Walken, but that's maybe <laughs> next time. So, all right. So, these games this this week since Street Fighter Four Five, I keep doing that. Oh, came God, out. Not a Street Fighter question. <laughs> well, yeah, so I was kind of afraid right, this might happen. It, but there is a. All right. So I have a few Street Fighter questions. Um, Dan has played way more Street Fighter than either of us. You probably more. have played the most that, Street Fighter of the Yeah, but, that, but you guys aren't. All right, so first question. I'm not ignorant of what Street Fighter is. No, no, no. no, no that's <laughs> Who's this guy? E. Honda? He hits a Cadillac. <laughs> his name is Ryu. He shoots out the fireballs from his no, Hadouken. No, we discuss it. It's just Ru. Everyone's pronouncing <laughs> it Anyway. So, all right. Okay, so... First question, and that guy's just gonna... like the other guy. He's just wearing a different gear. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna. And he's but got the blonde hair. They changed it to five now. Doesn't Ken look totally different? Ken has an, a costume that is just like a black T-shirt with the lower half being the same big. That's uh, the one you gotta go with. And if you play as Chun Li in the second player slot, her boobs have more physics. It makes zero sense. Well, probably because right. you're player that whole two controversy. And with the animation, so they probably toned it down. But then Player Two has some sort of different thing to it. I'm just. I totally think it's the costume. Right I now. think it's the costume. Like they fixed it on Chun Li Blue, but not on Chun Li Pink, and they she just could forgot. Be a, she could be DLC for like a, the next Dead or so, Alive volleyball game. It's so strange. So well, the whole game. Oh, anyway, let me get to my anyway. first question. We're gonna play Jeopardy rules. The first person to say "ding" gets to answer it. That's and, if, and if they, and Do I have if to they, answer in the form of a question? You have to. No, no, no not full. All right, that actually. <laughs> it's not really Jeopardy, though. It's just actually, kind of yes, yes, we do. So the answer right. is. Uh, well, no, it's what is. Okay, yeah. Or who have you is? ever watched right. Jeopardy? No, I'm saying the answer is is the way that Dan is supposed okay, to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I'll Trebek right. it, and you guys will uh, college student it or whoever the. You're, gonna go, you're just going to get met with a lot of silence. So, really first person to say ding gets the answer. If they don't get it right, second person gets a try. If they don't get it right, we move on. Cool? Yeah. Okay. All right. First question. First answer. In Street Fighter, this is the name of the organization which combats the efforts of M. Bison. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for you guys to ding. I know it's on the tip of your lips. Is that yeah, a, is I'll that ding a, it. I mean, a... I'm not. I'm not gonna lose anything, right? No, you won't. No, it's, there's uh, no loss. The it's special just... forces. False. <laughs> special forces. It's pathetic. It's, it's good to have, have easier I questions have as this goes on. Zero idea. Of okay. What this could be. The only Did... Street Fighter I ever played was two. All right. Well, this is in the movie. Oh, in the movie. <laughs> also, wait, wait, as well. Wait, wait, wait. All right, hang on. Um. Is it, uh... Okay, ding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is Kylie Minogue? No, close, though. Shadow Damn. Lou. Shadow Lou. Dave knew this. I know he knows this. <laughs> Shadow Lou is the organization. Alright. Okay? okay? All right. Make the second I feel like easier. The second one's kind of related to the first one, but... All right. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I'll ask it differently. Who is the character most... Uh, who's the character who fights M. Bison the most? Like, who? That I was think Mark. first. Yeah. That was Mark. Who fights him the most? Who Who is most known for having a real grudge on M. Bison? Ryu? False. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Chun Li. Nailed it. Dave got a what? point. What? I was going to say yes. Guile. They have so, a whole so movie that's just like yeah. M. Bison versus Chun Li. 
Yeah, and that's the movie where Shadow Lose mentioned like all the time. This also, is like the, the Ben Street Dan Street Fighter movie. the movie trivia. It's questions. in Street Fighter Two. It's all over. Right. Raul Julia, so, whatever his name is. Oh man, R.I.P. to my Rest dog, peace, Raul Julia. Okay, question number three. Dave has a point. Ready? Who turns from good to evil at the end of the Street Fighter movie with Van Damme? Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Evil to good. That's what I figured you meant. Oh, that threw me off. I knew the answer to this. That's not fair. Um, Take your answer, Dave. Zangief. It's true. Oh, okay, Mark, here's your, chance to, here's your chance to tie it up and screw over my points. <laughs> oh, know. wait. What's his face? Blanca? Was nah. he always good? Oh, wait, you thought, you good. thought that it was Blanca? I thought it was Blanca. It's a good thing I didn't get the answer. Well, all right. Now for the fun part, I think I know who won this week. But for the fun bonus question, dang, why, why, why did he make the switch? Dang, go ahead, Mark. Because he was secretly in love with Blanca. Close, Dave. And he wanted to be close to her. Why did Zangief make the switch? Yeah. Why does he turn to good? Um, he's too tall. Because he found out that the other people were getting paid. Correct. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I feel like we watched this movie together one week at a week. No, we, we did. I, I I saw Street Fighter in theaters. You mean you got paid? <laughs> so this is really a Street Fighter the movie trivia. No, because like Shadow Lu and Chun Li being against M Bison is it's a constant totally throughout all Street, Street Fighter. Fighter lore. Yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. Be bitter that and I the Zangief this. and the these. Are, I, you see, Mark, those two at the end were sort of towards you. I know that Dave knew more about Street Fighter than you, so I wanted to go the towards the movie. Is, you guys overlooked the secret romance between Saget and Blanca. And, and it Vegas? was real. It was palp- pal- palpable, and it, it's one that will last a generation for, for the lifetimes. Lifetimes. For the we'll Lifetimes Awards. So, can I ask you one more Street Fighter question? This is totally... I'm, I'm done with Street Fighter questions. Sure. Dave, Ding, it's a, it's a first, fighting game. Let me... Yeah. Let me declare Dave the winner of this week's... I definitely didn't answer any of them a of a question. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, this, if this was anything, it was off of the cuff. Yeah. But I, I think it actually went okay. I mean, you guys... Does that make me the Trivial Tastemaker? It makes you the, the Trivial Tastemaker. Oh, my, first... my, my, how the tables have turned. How <laughs> first Now the shoe is on the other shoe. <laughs> now the lace is on the other slipper. All right. Well, so. enjoy it, Dave. And the next, Qu- next question about Street Fighter. Is Charlie and Blanca the same guy? No, but in the movie Charlie. they are. Yeah, that's right, right? I feel like all your lore comes from this. Out of all the, the, sec- the entries and titles in this series the movie is the one that we remember the most i actually was thinking about getting street fighter 5 i don't know why i feel like i haven't played a fighting game in forever street fighter 5 uh looking pretty cool i haven't played anything since 2 hey you know what that might be a fun thing to do for us what just play well we can also have a spectator watch too oh that's true no we gotta if we're all three of us are wrong we're gonna play like rainbow six siege or something true that's a good game but we gotta play some more we it's true. Lots of Actually, video I'll games. Play, I'll play some right now. I'm down. Lots of video games are in our future, boys, because oh, I think... We need to select the next game. We th- that's correct. Yeah. Dave, you so, caught right on to my segue. I pitched it, and you hit it out of the park. Okay. Out of the park? I'm still Beautiful. waiting for it to hit so, the ground. Dave, could so, you please fire up the random video game generator machine that you built with your bare hands and sweat and blood and tears? 
And it sounds yeah. like Dan is exaggerating right now, but Dave, for whatever reason, created an entire program that picks <laughs> randomly the, well, a game out of six. Yeah. <laughs> so the way this kind of works is each one of us picked two games, mm-hmm. and we'll go we're going to kind of go through each six, and then we'll kind of each nominate another two. So on the docket still, Papers, Please, that's a Dave joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nuclear Throne is my other one. Oxenfree was, was one. Uh, Firewatch, one of Dan's. Very excited to play that. Pony mm-hmm. Island. That's my other game. Very weird game. That's one of Dave's. Um, and then Crypt of the Necrodancer, which cool. a lot of good games in the yeah. stock up. Before you click but, it, before you click it, uh, I would like Mark and myself and Dave to guess what game's going to come out. Ooh. Right. Not what you hope for, what you think is going to come out. I'm just going to ge- put good thoughts out there because I do want to play Firewatch. I'm going to say it's going to be Firewatch. Okay, my thoughts I'm on gonna... Pony Island... Sorry, Mark, because I don't want to play Pony Island, and that's how this randomization machine really works. Wait, so, uh, mine okay. was oxen free. I'm gonna say P cubed. Okay. So uh, wait, why was it pa- why was it papers please is P cubed? Because I said there, papers, papers please, please port. port. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. I'm really clever. So it all right, clever. All right. No winners here. Just <gasps> let's go. <laughs> Nobody was correct. Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah. This is one of mine. Yeah. This is one of yours. Right. We didn't wait Dan, until the last round this time. Dan, what do you know about this game? I know that this game is a rhythm-based dungeon crawler, and it's got all sorts of... It's... it's it's That's it. That's all I know about it. And it's like um, a roguelike, isn't it? It's a roguelike because you lose all your progress when you die. Yeah. But, but you gain progress through... Like, when you beat a level that stays beaten, you can go right. back and play there it. There are things. Um... Uh, I, I love what I've seen. I've heard good things. I hope it lives up to those two I haven't heard anything bad. <laughs> so I'm excited to play it. My, uh, That's now, how I, I, I introduce all my friends to each other. My, it's like, you, you won't dislike Dave. Oh, and he's then just... not a terrible person. <laughs> Dave is... Yeah, I appreciate that. That's, that's a ringing endorsement. It is ringing. He's not the worst person you'll ever meet. Now, are you guys playing this on PC, both of you? I will, yeah. I'm on the Vita with this thing. You're going to play on the Vita. Okay. Heck yeah, dog, no, because I will not be able to not beat it if I play it on the Vita. Okay, so this will He's be totally good. Totally I'm going to totally totally play it on PS4. <laughs> Dan will start playing on the Vita. He won't finish it. <laughs> and Dan will play it on the PC and pay less than all of us. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, this has been episode one, guys. Yeah. This was exciting. Yeah. I enjoyed this. We should do this again. Yeah. I think we should. Next time. Next time. So, um... If you like this, you know, please subscribe. If you think we weren't terrible, maybe give us some stars. If you would like us to keep doing this, well, we'll probably keep doing it anyway if we only got one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the idea is we'll kind of try to do every other week, and we hope you'll join us next time on the next episode of the Dinosaur Machines Dog Barking Game Club Podcast. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.